the champions, the heroes of America. And I wanted to see what they had to say. And he told me that Navy SEALs, when they get an assignment they don't particularly like, they say good times. And when they have, when they see an enemy coming toward them, that's, that's huge. And they don't know if they're going to win or not. They say good times. And when they have to dive be, be underneath the murky waters, they say good times. And so Matt was saying how we approach hard times the wrong way. What we really need to be saying is good times. Here comes good times. And the reason it's good is because God is with us. Welcome to Along the Way. I'm John Matarazzo, your host and fellow traveler. Thank you for joining me along my way as I try to become more like Jesus every day. During the coronavirus lockdown, I reconnected with some of my former guests from Along the Way in a special series that I'm calling The Quarantine Checkups. I recorded a lot of these conversations, but before I released all of them, my TV production work picked back up. So now I want to finish releasing these conversations from during the height of the lockdown. For this quarantine checkup episode, I'm joined by author and Bible teacher Carol McLeod. If you are new to Along the Way, all of my episodes can be found at alongtheway.media. And you can like me on Facebook and follow me on Instagram. Well, Carol McLeod, it's good to see you again. I love being with you. Thanks for being my friend. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for allowing me to stop by virtually and check up on you and see how things are going during your quarantine life. Yep, you're making a house call today, right? Yes, exactly. That's yes. what I'm. That's yeah. what I'm here for. Yeah. I want to hear what's been going on in your life, Carol, during this quarantine time with the COVID outbreak. Yeah, well, you know, John, I was sort of like the rest of America, just watching it, listening to it, not really understanding the impact that it could potentially have. And, you know, I'm a speaker and an author, so I was prepared to go out and speak for eight weeks this spring. Eight weeks? Eight weeks, yeah. And I left my house on um, Wednesday, March the 11th, flew to Houston, did something there, flew to Mobile, Alabama, did something there. And honestly, John, when I left on March the 11th, the Houston airport was like, it, it was so still. It was so quiet. And mm. the CNN was on and there were no lines in Starbucks. And I thought, this is strange. And, and CNN was saying, oh, there's probably not going to be an NCAA tournament this year. And I thought, you are kidding me because I love college basketball. Mm-hmm. I thought, well, that's disappointing. And I, then I, again, flew to Mobile and I spoke there. And that's when I just saw the spring schedule just fall like a house of cards. Every single speaking engagement I had for the spring canceled. Wow. And, you know, for a Bible teacher and an author, that that can be devastating mm-hmm. because, you know, that's, I love ministering. First of all, I love being in people's faces, in people's churches and their venues, just teaching the word of God. But also I have a staff that I pay their salaries and, but I never panicked, John. I I always knew that, that God would take care of us. And so when I was in Mobile, I spent a couple extra days there as things were being canceled And I rented a car and I drove home because I didn't want to fly. And I stayed at my college roommate's house and came on home. And then I haven't been out of the house really since the middle of March. I went to the grocery store the first time this week, but I've just been hunkered down. My husband has been our designated driver. And so he's been going to the grocery store and drugstore, which is all we've been doing. Yeah. But, you know, John, it's been a good time. It's been a precious time. I'm certainly sobered by what so many people are facing. Um, Two of my kids live in Brooklyn, New York, which is New York City. 
and uh, my son and daughter-in-law actually contracted the virus. Um, so that's been scary and, and, you know, cause how are they doing? They're doing great now. Thank you for asking. Yeah. Um, you know, cause us all to pray and to stay in better touch with one another. And I, John, I hate it that America's had to go through this. It's, it's heartbreaking, but as a believer, as a Christ follower, I'm going to choose to listen for God's voice and see what he's doing behind the scenes because he's up to something. Yeah. You know, Carol, the last time that we were together in person, you and I talked about your book, Stormproof, and I just can't help but think you have some lessons from that that we can pull from in this conversation. Yeah, that was a fun conversation. So it was a book that I wrote several years ago, um, and it was based on my experience, as you know, with very aggressive cancer. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was diagnosed with cancer while the storm of the century was hitting Buffalo, New York, which is where we lived at the time. So I couldn't get treatment because you couldn't go anywhere. We got eight feet of snow in five days, John. Think about that. And the Holy Spirit said to me, Carol, so there's a storm going on inside of me. And there's a storm going on outside my windows. And I felt like the Holy Spirit said to me, Carol, I want you to study every storm story in the Bible. So I went storm chasing through the greatest book ever written. And I extracted life lessons, as you know, from mm-hmm. every storm story. And it's interesting you asked me about that today because I've just been reviewing some of the things that I learned during that time. Yeah. yeah. I was just going to ask about that. What, <clears throat> As we relate to this storm of COVID-19, how did that storm prepare you for this storm? Yeah. Well, you know, when I was studying the storm of Paul, when he was on the Mediterranean, going from the east to the west at the stormiest season of the year, and it says that a Uroquillo hit him, which is just a huge torrential typhoon of a storm. And one of the things that Paul and his sailing companions had to do was they had to jettison the cargo. They Mm -hmm. had to get rid of everything that they didn't need that was extraneous. And John, I feel like that's one of the things we've had to do during this time. Yeah. Is, is to get through the storm. We've had to get through a lot of extra, just get rid of a lot of extra stuff, haven't we? Um, you know, we're not watching sports. We're not watching really entertainment. Um, we're not going places. We're not flying places. So maybe a lot of things have been taken from us. But I think also for me, and I certainly hope for your listeners, that we've established some better practices, mm-hmm. that, that we've gotten rid of some things that really don't mean a lot in our lives. So from Paul, we learned to jettison the extraneous so that you don't sink, so that yeah. your boat can stay afloat during a storm. One, and, one thing I've noticed ahead. during this time, as you, you know, the few times that I've been out, you know, I've still been able to go to work a couple times a week, but I'm seeing and I'm hearing a lot about this, that everybody has basically gone into spring cleaning, uh, the extreme home makeover edition, you know, like everybody's doing all these big projects and my family's doing that as well. My parents have been cleaning out the basement and cleaning out the shed. They're getting rid of all those, those extra things that are weighing us down. And so that ties in directly with what you've just been talking about with, with a physical thing. But I think there's a spiritual application to what we're talking about now too. Yeah, I I definitely agree. I I definitely agree. You know, right before all this happened, my son, oldest son, Matt, who's a leader, he's a a basketball coach, told me that he had just read a book written by two Navy SEALs. And I said, 
Matt, why did you read that book? And he said, well, because I'm a leader and Navy SEALs, they're like the, the leaders, the, the champions, the heroes of America. And I wanted to see what they had to say. And he told me that Navy SEALs, when they get an assignment they don't particularly like, they say good times. And when they, ha- when they see an enemy coming toward them that's, that's huge and they don't know if they're going to win or not, they say good times. And when they have to dive be- be underneath the murky waters, they say good times. And so Matt was saying how we approach hard times the wrong way. What we really need to be saying is good times. Here mm-hmm. comes good times. And the reason it's good is because God is with us, John. I, I, you know, sometimes people accuse me of being Pollyanna with a Bible, and you know, <laughs> I'm I'm not that. You, you know, I'm a woman who's really lived in some pretty right. hard things right. in life. But listen, we serve a God who's always good. He is good during the COVID virus. The COVID virus has not stopped His goodness from targeting so our true. lives. Yeah. So as believers in Christ, I I think what it's helped me to do, and I think this ties it together with the story of Paul, is I'm living more intentionally. Mm -hmm. I'm intentionally choosing the things I want in my life and the things I don't want in my life. It's given us all a moment to to reevaluate our baggage, to reevaluate our stuff. Is this really what I want to take with me through life? And so I'm just determined, even when life is hard, John, to say good times and, and to make sure that my life, um, you know, a couple of my daughter-in-laws, they're, they're, um, they go for a very simple look and they're, they're minimalist. That's what mm. I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the Lord has said to me, Carol, it's time for you to be a minimalist with the stuff in your life and focus on the main thing which is the God of the Bible, which is loving yeah. a generation, which is teaching to a generation. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So Carol, mm-hmm. what has God been speaking to you in the still small voice during this time? Well, I, John, I knew from the get-go that God was up to something. Like, are you kidding? We were chosen to live during one of the greatest pandemics in all of history. Mm-hmm. That's no small thing. And so I knew that I had been chosen, you have been chosen, the listeners have been chosen to live right now. What an honor that God would trust us with this. Now, I don't believe that God caused it, but it's not a surprise to God, right? right? right. And so here we are as followers of Christ at this moment in history. What an opportunity for us to share the hope and the joy that we have because people want it. You know, John, I think about like maybe the Civil War or the Depression or World War II. It's those historic tragedies that cause a generation to turn toward the God mm. of the Bible. So true. And so, yeah, so this is our moment to share the hope and the joy because people are listening. John, one of the things I read is that you might know this, but on Easter Sunday, they have verified the fact that more people heard the gospel message in a 24-hour period than has ever happened in the history of the world. Wow. What? Wow. And that's because we've all had to be creative and go online with our message. Mm-hmm. We've all had to, you know, I've told you about this before, John, but there's a scripture in Acts 13 that I discovered. I mean, it's been there forever, yeah. but I discovered it when I was battling cancer. Acts 13, 36 and says, and David, when he served the purposes of God mm. in his own generation, 
Then he went to sleep. And first of all, how cool is it that the Holy Spirit was talking about David a thousand years after he lived? Like, I want that kind of impact. The second thing is, we all have purposes that are unique to our own generation. And so here we are during the COVID-19 virus. So what are the purposes that are unique? Well, it's podcasts. It's (laughs) blogging. It's Facebook Live. It's Instagram. Um, It's it's radio and TV. And so we must, we must take everything that's unique to our generation and tell the story of Jesus. And John, people don't have to be you and me to do this. You have this great podcast and I'm doing all sorts of things. Just to, would you just say something encouraging on Facebook? Would you quit complaining about your husband and your dog <laughs> and, and just say something encouraging? We all need to take the, the platform that we've been given today and yeah. turn people's hearts toward Christ. Yeah, whatever that platform is, you can use it for the kingdom of God. And That's right. It, it sounds like, as always, whenever I talk with you, you just exude joy. Mm. There's no questioning that it is just Joy Ministries. That's Well, mm. that was the previous name of your yeah. ministry. Now yeah. it's just Carol McLeod Ministries. Yeah, yeah uh, but, but listen. But your, your joy is who you are. It is. It is. And I don't want people, again, to think that I am Mary Poppins. That is not who I am. I have been roughed up by life, as you know. I I have been pummeled by circumstances in life, and, and at times they're relentless. But because I have Jesus, John, I have joy. I don't think that we should allow our outward circumstances to determine our inward attitudes. Mm -hmm. Our attitudes come from somewhere else. The theme of our lives don't come from our circumstances. My theme comes from Jesus and in his presence is fullness of joy. He is where the joy is. And that's why I can have him joy no matter what my life looks like because I have Jesus. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. So Carol, where do you see hope for moving forward in this day and age? John, I see hope in the people of America. We are a resilient people. I think that the devil has messed with the wrong people group this time. I agree. I think, yeah, I think Americans, if there's something we're known for, it's that we're creative, we're resilient, we're strong, we're the comeback nation. Honestly, John, you want to know what I believe? I believe that we are on the verge, we are on the precipice of the greatest revival that this nation has ever known. I believe that the Holy Spirit is about to break out in signs and wonders. I I believe that we're going to see healings. I believe that we're going to see the hearts of politicians turn to the Lord as never before. I I I believe that, you know, I I don't know about our economy, John. I don't know that. Mm -hmm. But listen... Our faith, our hope has never come from finances. And so let's not mistake that. Let's not get discouraged if we go through a few years that are devastating financially. Financially, we serve a big God and he can provide for us however he chooses. And if he chooses not to provide through Wall Street, well, then that's okay. Now, I don't want people to think that I am minimizing the pain of what might lie ahead. Mm -hmm. But I'm telling you at our heart, we can do this. We've got this. John, good times. Good times. times. Yeah, good times. I believe that the God of Abraham, of David, of Moses, of Peter and Paul is the God of us today. And so I'm expecting, I'm waiting. I'm, I'm sitting on the edge of my seat 
to see what God does next. Um, so, so my hope is found in the expectation that I serve a God who's working behind the scenes. Um, you know, John, I think about Joseph when he was the leader um, in Egypt Mm-hmm. during a great famine, how God gave him a strategy to provide right. for that nation. And and we serve the God of Joseph. And so that's why I believe that part of the revival is going to happen in political places in America, because we need wisdom. But now what this is going to take is for ordinary folks like you and me and our listeners to cry out to God, to yeah. cry out for power, to cry out for wisdom, to cry out for a fresh move. I'm going to say one more thing, and then I know our time together is over. <laughs> but, John, the one thing I believe is that millennials are going to turn back to the Lord as never before. Amen. You know, those people in their 20s and 30s, they've really been questioning the God of their parents. They've really been questioning, is Jesus who he says he is? Is the Bible really the word of God? They've embraced alternate lifestyles. Um, and I believe that because of the COVID virus, one of the things God might do is turn millennials back to him in huge numbers. Amen. And I'm standing on that. I stand on that. I stand with you, Carol. I stand thanks, with you for thanks. that. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I just like you said there, you know, we're we need to look at this at this season that we're in and just say good times. Good times. Good times. We we know that yeah it can it's gonna be tough, but it's a it's a choice that we can make. And another thing you just brought up there at the end about Joseph, you know, God gave Joseph a strategy on how to survive, and not just for him to survive, but how for a nation to survive. And interestingly enough, Egypt got rich during that time of famine right? because and- they were prepared, and basically everybody around them had to buy, sell whatever they had to get the food that Egypt had. So they were able to keep everybody else alive, but they got rich in the process. And what yes. do we know what happened and when the children of Israel went out of Egypt, they took with them the riches of Egypt. So yeah. it's I, I believe that God is going to give his children, us, you, me, the listeners, he is going to give us strategies on how to not only survive this time, but to thrive so that we can be the ones that, that fund the gospel to go to the ends of the earth. Amen. Amen. I have to I have to tell you this, John. Okay. So at the end of Joseph's story in, in Genesis 50, 20, I think it is, when His brothers are gathered around him and they're all like middle-aged. Now I can picture them balding and with paunches. And and Joseph, the ruler, he looked at them and he said, guys, listen to me. You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good to save a nation alive. And that word meant, God meant it for good, is the Hebrew word makashaba, which Mm. means that God thought about it. He pondered it. He changed it. He created a masterpiece. It's like he imagined, what good thing can I create out of this? So in in Jeremiah 29, 11, everybody loves, for I know the plans that I have Mm -hmm. for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare. That's the same word. It's the Hebrew word makashaba. You see, John, God can take anything, including the COVID virus, including a fallen economy, including politicians, and he can work it together for good because God's mind is bigger than ours. And he's imagining even this minute how he can save a nation alive. And I just believe it's going to happen. The greatest revival that this nation has ever known. 
Amen. Amen. I'm standing with you on that. And I'm encouraged talking with you. And I'm looking forward to seeing what God's going to do. Well, Carol, thank you so much for allowing me to check up on you and join you along your way. I hope that you enjoyed my conversation with Carol. And if you want to hear her full episode of Along the Way, I'll be putting a link to that in the show notes. Along the Way is part of the Charisma Podcast Network. You can find Along the Way and many other great Charisma podcasts at cpnshows.com. Thank you for listening to Along the Way. If you've enjoyed joining me along my way, please share this episode with a friend who you think will be encouraged by this podcast. Also, please rate and review Along the Way on iTunes. That will help more people discover Along the Way. You can subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening. And you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and through my website, alongtheway.media. I hope that you've enjoyed this part of my journey, and may you realize when Jesus is walking with you along your way. Along the Way is sponsored by Crave Frozen Desserts, which is by far my favorite ice cream. If you're in the Pittsburgh area, then you are in luck. Crave Frozen Desserts is open from 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Saturday, and they are located at 751 Pittsburgh McKeesport Boulevard, Dravosburg, PA, 15034. I'll put a link to their Facebook page in the show notes, and tell them that you heard them from Along the Way. Along the Way.